This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show, and I'm so thankful to be with you today. We're going to be talking about compromise. And can you remember a time, maybe it was yesterday, maybe it was last hour, maybe it was five minutes ago, where, you know, you you um, lowered your standards? A- another uh, way of compromising is, as they say, is, you know, to come to an agreement, um, which should be a win-win. And I find that, you know, that is possible. You know, they say to seek to understand more than to be understood. And I always look for the win-win uh, in my business, in my personal life. I try to understand the other person's point of view. I try to understand where they're coming from and what it is in between the lines. If you read between the lines, what is it they're really wanting? What is it that really would uh, make this situation turn out the best it could turn out? And I'm always asking myself that question when I'm in conversation where I felt like, you know, I am set in a position of problem solver. I'm, I'm put in a position where I'm trying to find out the win-win for every situation. And uh, some people say that that can be magical. You know, it's, uh, you know, Sue, work your magic. And I don't think it's magic at all. I think it's just a matter of, you know, listening carefully and really trying to understand what the situation is in order to come up with something that's going to work for everyone. And I don't want anybody in my in my business or whatnot to feel that they had to lower their standards. I don't want anybody uh, in my business realm to think that they've lowered their standards to be doing something that I'm part of or that I want to do. I want people to think that if anything, that we're rising our standard, we're, we're, we're raising the standard to a new high. And I think that as leaders that we're called to do that. And if you're going to assess yourself in the situation, I'm sure you can come up with a situation where you have had to compromise. And I don't know about you, but I know how that makes me feel. I know how I feel when, when I'm having to compromise. And I think that not to get into political situations or anything, because the show is not about that. But I think that in all aspects of our lives right now in this world, that there is a lot of compromise going on. There's a lot of things that I see that have changed so much from what they used to be. Now, some of that can be good, but when I look at certain compromise, I'm thinking, I I don't think God is happy right now. I don't think he would be happy with with the situation of what's going on, you know, with choose life or abortion or just um, what's being taught in schools now. And I know I'm not going to make everybody happy, and I know that I'm not going to, you know, there's going to be some people that might listen to what I'm saying today, and they might not agree, and, and they'll probably judge me. And I might even have some negative comments on my Facebook and my Instagram and my my whatevers on the Sue Free Show. Sue Free, spelled like fries, dot com. I welcome your comments, good and bad. Uh, I welcome them there because I think that it's good to open open the door to commentary. But I will tell you that we all do have a line in the sand. We all do. We need to be clear on where that line is. We need to be clear on our personal boundaries our professional boundaries, we need to be clear. Our spiritual boundaries, what are we going to allow into our lives? Sayings like, uh, what you allow you encourage, or you get what you tolerate. Isn't there truth in that? You know, for instance, movies that we watch, these are just some of the things that 
that I see is that uh, if I go into a movie, I do my research and I don't go to the movies very often. I really don't. Um, I feel like I have better things to do. But sometimes I just want to sit and and be entertained and I will go. And it's usually a Christian movie. But when I go, um, if I am with someone or if if the movie has a lot of cuss words, if it has a lot of, uh, you know, I don't know, things that I really don't want to put in my eyes to see and I don't want my ears to hear, and I just don't want to have that inside me, I will get up and I'll walk out. I won't stay there. Um, the movie industry as a whole, if you think about it, is the more often we buy tickets and go to movies that are less than our line in the sand, if we go and we continue to pay to see these movies, the movie people will continue making them. Because, you know, money, money talks. So if you don't want those kind of movies, if you don't want that kind of music, then stop putting yourself in a position of pain to watch it or to hear it or whatever, because you're getting what you're tolerating and what you allow you encourage. And isn't that so true in, the, in those two situations? That is true. I own a business, Ecola Termite and Pest Control Services. And in my business, there needs to be a line in the sand. I have found more and more that what holds a culture, which is what people want, they want to have something to stand for. Don't you want to have something to stand for? We want something to stand for, and we have to stay true to whatever that is. And me as a leader, if I compromise that, I'm compromising the security and the culture of my business, of my employees, of my customers. So all of us, whether you're a mom and you, you're in charge of your family or a dad, you're a leader, you're a boss, you're in ministry, and you're responsible for the children's ministry, you're responsible for the new people that are, you know, the welcoming committee. It's very important that you have a line, that you understand what the goal is, that you understand what our purpose is. And if we are true to what our purpose is, compromising is not, it's not something that we will allow. It's not something that we will do. I'm not saying that's not, it's difficult. It's really difficult to hold true to our values. It's difficult, but it's also easy. And don't we feel better when we look in the mirror, when we don't compromise what's important to us? So I have um, an article, and it's by Charles Stanley, and it says, Never compromise, clarifying our convictions. Compromise can be positive, as in coming to an agreement by accommodation or negative, such as lowering standards. The Bible clearly instructs us not to compromise God's standards. And I think right now we are doing too much of that. Psalm 119, 1 through 4 says, Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart, who also do not wrong, but walk in his ways. You have commanded your precepts to be kept diligently. Those are from very strong words and sentences and words to live by. Ephesians 6.12 tells us, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rules, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, 
against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. We have the armor of God as we engage in this battle. Those words right there, for those of you that are not deep in your faith, if you're not um, rooted in your faith, you might not understand this war we're facing and playing or working and fighting in the spiritual realm. But let me just tell you something, that this spiritual battle is real. I fought the spiritual battle in my marriage. I fought the spiritual battle when I was a kid for my parents' marriage. And I'm fighting this spiritual battle right now in my business. We are victorious in Jesus' precious name. But it's still a battle. And we have to stay firm, and we have to have our full armor of God on. And I'm telling you, this is serious things that I'm talking about right now. This is not just words on a page. And it's real, it's true, and it's, it's a battle. So we need to keep ourselves strong in the faith. We need to keep our courage up and our belief strong and our faith strong that we are victorious because we are and fight the battle with all we have, with all our might, fight the battle. When Peter and John were thrown in jail for healing a lame man and warned not to speak or teach at all in Jesus' name, they held firmly to their convictions and said, whether it is right in the sight of God to give heed to you rather than to God, you be the judge, for we cannot stop speaking about what we have seen and heard. Acts 4.19.20 These men lived according to their beliefs wholeheartedly. Let's take a closer look at the meaning of the word conviction to gain a better understanding of their actions. It can be defined in three different ways, as we see here. Number one, a guilty verdict handed down in court, as in a conviction for a crime. Two, a firmly held belief, as in the certainty that Jesus Christ is the resurrected Son of God and the only way to heaven. Number three, a feeling of guilt given by the Holy Spirit. He convicts the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. John sixteen eight. He convicts the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. He does. Not you and I, but he does. See, when I think about this, and I'm just getting off page for a second because I feel that the Holy Spirit's guiding me in this direction just for a second, is that We are called to love, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. We are not really called to judge. We are called to have healthy boundaries, and we can have our line in the sand for us. But when somebody is differing from our um, way and our belief system, we're called to love that person. It doesn't mean we agree with the direction in which they're going in their life or their lifestyle. It doesn't mean that at all. But we're supposed to love the person. We can hate the sin, but we need to love the person. It means that we're not called to judge. It doesn't mean that we can't love our brother enough to speak up to them and for them. That's not what it means. But we are not called to judge. We have to leave that up to our Heavenly Father. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever felt judged? Have you ever felt misunderstood? And how does that feel to you? 
I know for me, because I've felt this and it's emotional, it, it's emotional for me because it's very hard to deal with that, especially if you're not even sure where it's coming from, which is another story for another day. But for right now, if you know there's somebody that misunderstands you or that thinks something went awry or that you've done something wrong to them and you know you haven't, but yet they're believing that you did. It's very difficult to fight that battle because you can say you didn't all day long, but their belief system is you did no matter what. So what do you do in that case? That's a difficult one, isn't it? And it's a judgment. And it, it, it can be totally incorrect. But what do they say about, you know, what you believe is your reality? Right? I mean, that is the truth is that what that person believes, that's the reality. Your reality is what you believe. But the real message here for you and I is that we are called to love one another. And even in our differences, we all bleed the same. And we're called to love one another. This isn't from Charles Stanley. This is just Sue Freeze and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. So if you're feeling like you are righteous enough to judge another person, you know that old saying, you know, if you, if you haven't sinned, you know, you cast the first stone. And uh, we all fall short. We all shall fall short of the glory of God. So our, our calling is, is to love thy neighbor and leave the judgment up to the Lord. And like I said, it doesn't mean that you can't vocalize because you could be protecting that person. You could be doing it out of love, that tough love conversation. But make sure that your, you know, your motives are correct. Make sure you've checked yourself at the door, if you know what I'm saying. So clarifying our convictions. The convictions we are considering are those that arise from our beliefs as Christians. They should have a limiting effect on our behavior and may cause us discomfort when we have to take a stand in the midst of a crowd that doesn't share our beliefs. I just want to say thank you to those listening right now, and this might be different than what you've heard before. And I just want to say that I would love for you to join in to um, my email list and connect with me. And how you would do that is by going to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. Go there and check out my website. Check out everything there. There's a lot that you can gain, and there's 10 years of podcast there for you by subject matter, by guest. And uh, I just am welcoming you to go there and check it out for yourself. And I think that you will be pleasantly surprised on what you find there. Getting back to Charles Stanley, the difference between convictions and preferences. As we examine our lives, we must determine whether we live by convictions or preferences. Preferences are changeable and may vary throughout our lifetimes. They are beliefs we hold at present, but we could be convinced to believe something else if it seems more beneficial. Preferences don't provide a foundation for life because they depend on circumstances. These circumstances can be altered if something better is offered and are easily abandoned in the face of temptation. But a conviction is a solid, immovable belief based on confidence in God's word. It's being so thoroughly convinced of an absolute truth that a person is willing to take a stand for it regardless regardless of the consequences. Convictions shape not only what we believe, but also how we live and even how we die. They define who we are 
and provide direction with solid straight lines that don't veer off track to accommodate circumstances or temptations. This is so important to be steadfast and be true to who you are because you don't want to be like the wave, you know, that just waves in the, you know, the tree branches that wave in the, in the wind. You want to have your roots planted deep in your foundation so that you can't be moved by this and that. Stand firm on your convictions. Causes of compromise of your convictions. What motivates us to do wrong even when we know what's right? How about one of them is the fear of criticism. Since we live in a society in which people claim it is their right to do as they please, standing for our Christian convictions or telling them what God thinks or says about their conduct will undoubtedly draw criticism. That's that's true. It can do that. I think delivery and timing is very important on when you are delivering a message. But even with that, you can find that it won't be welcomed, that you will be criticized by you showing love to somebody else. But do we hold back? Do we not say? Or do we stand firm and do we state what is right? What is your decision? When you have a line in the sand, what is your decision in this situation? How bad do you fear criticism? You know, I feel really sorry right now. There was a 10-year-old that committed suicide in a local school. And I think about that. I'm thinking, what was that person having to deal with at that age that was so bad that they felt like life wasn't worth living? And what kind of world are we living in? where a 10-year-old feels like they have to give it up and take their life. I just, my heart just, I just feel sickened by it. And the parents, I don't know the situation. I don't know anything about it. All I can say is, with the internet and social media, all these things that are coming at our children, we have to be so wise, so much wiser than we were earlier on. My daughter right now is pregnant. I'm sitting across from a young mother. And I think about what life is like right now being a mother with our children. And, you know, our goal as moms is to protect our children. And how hard, how much harder it is right now than it definitely was when I was uh, raising my children. And I'm thinking to myself, how can I protect my grandkids? How can I protect my children? How can I, how can we What can we do? So the only thing that I can say right now is that you pray for protection, number one, because we can't be watching our children every minute of every day, especially as they get older and you hand them car keys. That was a dreaded day, especially with my son. Oh, I remember that. But we pray for our children every day. And the other thing we do is be wise parents. Sexual education right now? What I hear about what's going on there, it's, it's like crazy to me, and I don't even understand it, and we're allowing it. Schools are allowing this, and I'm just thinking, what is going on? Are we afraid of criticism that we don't speak up? Are we afraid? Well, how about being afraid about what our kids are hearing and seeing and what that's going to do to their future? Parents. Wake up 
and let's do something about the situation. Let's have a voice. Let's speak up. Let's do what we can to protect our children. I just, it's, it's overwhelming right now. The, you know, choice. Choice of life versus abortion. There's another one for you. Being able to get rid of a baby even when it's heart's beating and even further along. I'm watching my grandchild uh, being, you know, formed in my daughter's womb. And I'm seeing all the ultrasounds, and it's just amazing, this creation, this beautiful baby. It looks alien right now because everything that's going on inside her tummy. But it's a baby, and it's got a heartbeat, and it's got a nose and eyes and fingers and toes. And it's only 24 weeks. 24 weeks. And we're saying it's okay. Nine months. What has happened? What has happened? I, I'm just beyond, beyond. And it's compromise. It's compromise. We're compromising. What would be another reason that we're fearful of speaking our minds and, and staying true? How about fear of rejection? I, I know times when I've been rejected. How about you? Do, you? do you know times when you've felt rejected and rejection? I know that in junior high, I can remember a time, and it sounds silly right now, maybe to some, but I just remember this so vividly, and I think about junior hires right now, and what a tough time that is, because we're so awkward at that age. So parents, if you have junior hires, it's an awkward age. I mean, we just look awkward. I remember I looked so awkward. Crooked teeth, skinny knees, you know, just just awkward. And I just remember that I had a girlfriend, and we hung out a lot. And then she, then there was this third girl who always wanted to be the third person in our group. And I was fine with it, but she, she kind of caused a wedge between me and my girlfriend because she wanted to be the number one bestie. And so she caused this wedge between my girlfriend and I because she wanted to be the number one. And so I didn't understand why we all three couldn't play together. But it ended up being a fight in the hall. I was wearing a dress that day, and I'll never forget it. She threw me to the floor in the locker room and... Oh, my gosh, what a dreadful time that was. I don't know how to fight. I didn't have a brother. I have no idea how to, how to fight. I just did my, did my best to protect myself from getting bit and my hair torn out and, you know, just all those things that come with, uh, you know, a cat fight. And I didn't even understand it. I'm like, why is she fighting? Why would she throw me to the ground? And I'll never forget that. But I was rejected, definitely rejected and beyond rejected. And what do we do when we're rejected? How do we handle that? And why should we care if we really understand who we are and why we are here and our purpose here on this earth? We need to stand up for what we are and who we are and why we are here. Because that's what it's all about, is who are you and why are you here? And when you can answer those two questions, it's going to make the world of difference to your future on this earth and decisions you make. So we will be back with part two of the Sue Free Show right after this break. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola Termite and Pest Control. And I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son, and also work at Ecola. I understand why Ecola is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. 
As a child with asthma, my mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose. I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother, Andy Cola, cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. As a special tribute to all the wonderful moms, now through the end of May, we are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you, Mom. A little rain, a little sun, and a house made of wood. Your house. A termite's paradise. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the owner of E. Cola Termite Services. And Sue, E. Cola is California's leading termite and pest control company. This time of year, termites are looking for a home, and chances are they've already moved in to your home. Give them a little rain, a little sun, and they'll start swarming and nesting, raising kids, thousands of hungry kids. Ugh. E. Cola will get rid of those unwelcome house guests quickly by using effective and family-friendly methods like microwave, electric gun, and the E. Cola heat process that kills termites without the move-out hassle or embarrassment of tenning. I love that. Call us at 1-877-332-BUGS, 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $100 off. E. Cola. Powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Ask about E. Cola's lifetime renewable warranty. 1-877-332-BUGS. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you, E. Cola Termite and Pest Control Services, for sponsoring this show. And if you'd like to sponsor this show, I'd love to talk to you. All you need to do is go to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. Go there, connect with me, and I can help you. If you're on the fence, business owner, and you're not sure if this is right for you, just reach out to the Sue Freeze Show, and I will be happy to give you my input. I've been doing this many years like 40 years, and I definitely have input on School of Hard Knocks and what to do and what not to do, and I can help, and I would love to carry that, you know, pay that forward to you. So I want to do a little um, summary of the first uh, half of the show so that we can get caught up for the second half of the show, and we're talking about never compromising, and it was an article that was written by Charles Stanley, and we were talking about compromise can be positive, Coming to an agreement by accommodation or negative, such as lowering your standards. And the Bible clearly instructs us not to compromise God's standards. And then there are scriptures that back that up. And then we were talking about what motivates us to do wrong, even when we know what's right. And we were talking about that we need to be strong in our faith and and full of conviction because we can be swayed by preferences. But we want to live our lives with conviction. And so uh, causes of compromise of our convictions are fear of criticism was number one. And now we're caught up for this show. And we're talking about never compromising, clarifying our convictions. And the second one that can cause us to stray or to get off track would be fear of rejection. And right before the end of the show, I was talking about the fear of rejection in a personal story. And so I'm going to continue on fear of rejection. If we share what we believe or live accordingly to godly convictions, we may not be accepted by those who follow their own desires. 
However, sacrificing righteous standards to please others will only result in the loss of all that God has planned for us. It's much better to live for Christ and follow his commandments so we can receive God's best. I talk to many people that were not always believers in their lives, even people that receive the Lord in their 50s and their 60s, and they said they tried it without God, and then they tried it with God, and they say, without a shadow of a doubt, it's much better living a life with God, because the Bible is the game book for life. It gives you the tools. It gives you the plan. It gives you the rule book for you to follow, and it makes it just easier to figure out where the line in the sand is. So I highly recommend that you read the Bible, and I highly recommend that you, if you're not already a believer, that you search out and ask God to reveal himself to you so that you can understand who he is and who you are in him. I would welcome you to go to the Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word dot com uh, website. And when you go there, there is a, a button that you can push that's called the I Ams. There's actually two. And the I Ams, there is a free I Ams, and it is three pages of I Ams. That's all the scriptures where Jesus talks about who you are in him. For instance, he says that you're an ambassador to Christ and that you are victorious. I have to remind myself of that. Even in the battles day to day, I have to remind myself that, that I'm victorious in Jesus' name. And we have a lot of battles, don't we? We have a lot of things coming at us every minute of every day. And it's really important that we fight the battle. We can fight the battle. And we need to have our full armor of God on. But it's also important to know that the battle's been fought and the battle's been won. It doesn't mean that we just sit back and just let everything come at us. It means we have to put on our armor, but we have to fight the fight. And that means to know where your convictions are, know where your line is in the sand, and speak up for what you believe in. And yeah, you might get criticized. Yeah, you might get rejected. And yeah, you might even find loss. You might find people that you thought were your friends and that cared about you. And you might find that they're going the other direction. And you know what? It might hurt at first, but you will realize with time, you're better off. You're better off. So fear of loss would be number three. This is why we, um, we veer from our convictions because we're, we have a fear of loss. Sometimes we are reluctant to stand for our convictions because we could lose our friends. However, any friend who draws us away from obedience to the Lord is not a true friend. As God's people, it's time for us to take a firm stand for our faith and convictions no matter what the consequences may be. Our priority is to be pleasing to Christ so we can stand in the judgment having been faithful to him and his word. That sounds very difficult, and for some it might be at first. But if you look in the mirror, when you look in the mirror, because we all look in the mirror one time or another during every day, but when you look in the mirror, do you like who you are, and do you like what you see? There was a time in my life I didn't. I didn't like who I was. I didn't like what I saw. I felt unworthy. I felt like I, I didn't deserve to be loved. I didn't deserve to have what God had for me. And that was a lie from the devil. And it wasn't until I got freed from that bondage that I realized that I was special, that I was valued, 
and then I was washed clean and white as snow. And no matter what I had chosen or whatever afflictions has been on, on me, that I was worthy to receive his love because he sent his only son to die for me. And you don't do that unless someone finds value in you. God has value in you enough to give his son up for you. Take that in. Breathe that in. It's when I discovered and realized that in my heart of hearts that it changed my life forever. Because I had done some things I was not proud of. I had had things happen to me that I took responsibility even though they weren't my responsibility, but I thought they were. I know some of you can relate to what I'm saying right now. And I can tell you that you need to be freed from the secrets. You need to be freed from the bondage. Because God has a work for you. He has a purpose for you. And you will not be able to accomplish that purpose if you don't get this stuff that I'm talking about right now. It's serious. And it's for you. God loves you. He loves you so very much. We all go through trials and tribulations. We all have things. We have a story. And I would love to hear your story. Connect with me on com, And we can connect. And if your story if you feel like it's worth sharing, then I would love to have you on my show. This is an invite to have you on my show. I'd love to talk with you because we all have a story. And if our story can help one person, just one person, then it's worth telling your story. And guess what? Everyone, you need to tell your story. Some of you are saying, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Yes, it is. Because somebody else might be experiencing something very similar to you and nobody could reach them like you could. So understand that and don't hold back. Be vulnerable. Be transparent. Sometimes I talk about the most intimate things on the show and people say, wow, you know, you really let it all out, hang out. And I say, yes, because I believe there was somebody that needed to hear that. It wasn't for my benefit, for sure. It's exposing my, you know, my vulnerable places. But what it does is it exposes them to people that might need theirs exposed enough to get the freedom and the help they need. And if I can do that, and if I can allow that and, and encourage that to happen, then that's what I want to do. Because otherwise, why am I at this mic? Why am I even sitting here in this room right now? I could be working and doing my job and, and helping you know customers get rid of their termites and their pests. I enjoy that too. I enjoy people having a healthier environment. I help people with their, their lifestyles and their home environment because I feel like it's an important thing that we do at Ecola. So what conditions or situations might tempt you to compromise your beliefs? Having a long-term perspective based on the truth of Christ and his word will help you courageously stand firm in your convictions. So be sure to stay grounded in scripture and be ready to defend your beliefs against the enemy because an uncommitted, wavering Christian is just the kind of person he wants you to be. And he's out to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what he does. Pray that you will not compromise with temptation. Matthew twenty six forty one. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Don't even start down an evil path. Proverbs four fourteen and 15. I'd like to give the scripture address so that you can look it up on your own 
and read further and deeper into the section because it's very important to get the verse before and the verse after and, you know, maybe the paragraph, maybe the whole book, um, whatever it is you need to be fed and to stand firm and strong. Do not set foot on the path of the wicked or walk in the way of evil men. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn from it and go on your way. Don't let sinners influence you. Proverbs one ten. My son, if sinners entice you, do not give in to them. Again, I want to thank you for joining the Sue Freeze Show today, and I want you to connect with me by going to Sue Freeze, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. I'm so thankful for you listening in today, and I would love for you to share this show with other people. Please share this show with other people. I really want to have more listenership, and I want this to get out further uh, into this world. And it's nice that it's going as far as it is right now, being syndicated. But it would be great. I mean, and it's going over to Europe. I mean, I love that I'm over in Europe. And it's exciting with the Internet that I'm all over. And um, it's great. And I just want the Lord's work to continue, obviously. And I want our love to continue. And I want us to stand firm on our convictions. As a business owner of E. coli termite and pest control services, I can tell you that there's things that I do. For instance, on my envelopes, I have In God We Trust. And there have been people that have canceled service with me because I put In God We Trust, even though they pay me with dollar bills that have In God We Trust. And this country was built on In God We Trust. And I love our country. And I'm thankful for all of the military and all of the people that have supported and sacrificed their lives or their families to protect our freedoms. It's very important, and I think a lot of people nowadays, they take all of that for granted. And they're wanting to have a more socialistic world, but they have no idea what they're asking for. I mean, everybody from those places are wanting to come over here. Not to be political, but it's true. America, the land of the free. I love living here. I'm not loving the decisions and the compromise that's happening now. And I really want, I am praying, I am speaking out for us to have a voice and to speak out. Because we need to. We need to gather together. We need to be strong and be vocal. The man who walks righteously does not compromise. Isaiah thirty three fifteen sixteen. He who walks righteously and speaks what is right, who rejects gain from extortion and keeps his hand from accepting bribes, who stops his ears against plots of murder and shuts his eyes against contemplating evil. This is the man who will dwell on the heights, whose refuge will be the mountain fortress. His bread will be supplied and water will not fail him. That's right out of the Bible. Doesn't it sound like it was written right now? You don't have to give in to compromise. 1 Corinthians 10.13 No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. So he does allow us to get tempted, doesn't he? But he also gives us a way out. 
And the stronger we are in our convictions, the easier it is to make decisions on which way to go, the choices we make. It actually makes life a little simpler for us. So it's a good thing. Don't give the devil a chance, Ephesians 4.27, and do not give the devil a foothold. There can be no compromise when it comes to the devil. We are either for Christ or Satan, Matthew 12.30. He who is not with me is against me, and he who does not gather with me scatters. We are not to be wishy-washy about our faith, but solidly committed to God's ways. Deuteronomy 17.11, Proverbs 24.7, and Revelation 3.15 and 16. We do this by actively growing in our relationship with Him, learning His truths, and relying on His power to help us walk without compromise. I underline this. This is in bold because this is where it's telling you what we need to do. It's telling us what we need to do. We do this by actively growing in our relationship with Him, learning his truths, and relying on his power to give us walk without compromise. So how do we go about doing that? It's reading the Bible, asking the Lord to reveal to us what it is he really wants us to believe and hear and see in the spiritual realm, and then living that life one step at a time. And as we grow in our faith, we grow in our conviction. And we get courage when we ask the Lord to give us courage. And just our belief system can cause us to be strengthened in courage. So I'm encouraging you to do just that, to read your Bible, to pray. You know, people say, you know, oh, prayer, oh, prayer. And I used to not believe as strongly as I do now about prayer. Prayer is as much for you as it is for who you're praying for. I feel strength in my prayers as my my prayers become stronger and knowing his word and using his word in my prayer brings strength to the prayer and power to the prayer it's incredible how it happens but to pray to ask for the anointing of the holy spirit okay that's big to pray for the anointing of the holy spirit to come on you to feel his presence in the room. To ask him to guide your every word, your every step, your every thought. Hold it captive. And produce what it is he wants to produce, the fruit. To prune the vine. So that you only bear fruit. What does all that mean? If you don't know, go and look up prune. Look up vine. In the Bible, on your Google, <laughs> it'll help you out a lot. And if you're new to the Sue Free Show, I just want to say thank you so much for joining. It is no coincidence that you're here. It's no coincidence. There's some reason why, and God knows. I don't, but God does. And let me just tell you that I would love to invite you to go to Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. I'd love for you to get one of my books. I have two books out right now, and I'm working on the third. Uh, The first one I wrote was Learning to Breathe, and the Learning to Breathe book is not a yoga book. It is a book about the journey that I had with my oldest son, my one and only son, Tyson, who now works at E. coli, Termite Pest Control, who at two years old had his first asthma attack. And at the time, I was working for a traditional pest control company, and he had this asthma attack, and I said, I've got to figure out what's causing this. And so I went on this 
this journey of figuring out what's causing him to not be able to breathe. And I was in a horse accident, shattered my right leg, had a metal plate, 10 pins put in. And uh, that was in 2011. And during that time when I couldn't do very much except for lay there and heal, uh, be still and know that I am God. That's what I kept hearing in my mind. And uh, I'm getting better every day was what I kept saying, even though I didn't feel it. I was thinking it and believing it inside my soul. And I did get better every day, but I didn't feel it. Like I said, sometimes we have to speak it before it becomes reality, and that's okay. And during that time when I couldn't do much else was time that I allotted to write this book called Learning to Breathe, which is a book. Um, it's much more than just an asthma book. It has scripture. It has my life story during a certain period of time. And people say that, so you have to express that it's more than an asthma book. Although there is a chapter at the very end for asthmatics to uh, help people, uh, especially moms that have children that at night can't sleep because they can't breathe and you just you're so worried and asthma is one of the leading causes of death for children and i'm not saying that to scare you i'm saying that for people to be aware of asthma and how it can cause problems (laughs) lots of problems and um i just sent out that if i'm going to be in the pest control business i want to do it uh less invasively if possible and you know the pest control industry as a whole i feel very Um, proud to be part of the industry because uh, we prevent and stop disease like typhus that just had some occurrence here in LA and someone died in a city building on typhus which is a flea that was on a rat and they got bit by that flea and they died so E.C.O.L.A. is one of those companies that we are there to protect the health and protect the environment and to protect your home and your living conditions. So um, I feel good about that. And then the other book is The Change, and it's a series of books. I'm book number seven. I think they're up to book 12, and it's 20 different authors that each have a chapter. There's 20 chapters in each book. And at that time, I was going through major change in my personal life, and so um, I wrote from that perspective. And uh, if you want that book, you can go to Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com, and you can ask for either one of those books, and I can get a book out to you. And thank you so much for that. Go on the website and look at what is there. There are uh, business opportunities. If you want to be a stay-at-home mom and you're looking for extra income, there are products that I use personally that I endorse that I think are really good products. One of them is a drink that I've been drinking for. I, I, couldn't, I didn't even realize it, but I've been drinking it for like 40 years. And I drink it every day. It's not a day that goes by. Well, I can't say that. There's a couple weekends where I forgot to bring it, and I was without, and I missed it. Um, but I think it's one reason why I'm healthy like I am, and they have a lot of products. I'm only using the drink, and it's a form of tea, and it's a healthy tea, and it cleanses your body. So I think it's really important that we we are what we put in our mouths. We are what we hear. We are what we see. And so it's very important that our temple is being kept pure as much as possible. So anything we can do, any habit-forming uh, decisions that we make can change our life moving forward. It might happen, not happen overnight, but we know that if we make the slightest change, it's going to change everything that affects that. It's a ripple effect. And those of you that have been around any length of time understand what I'm talking about right now. There's truth to what I'm saying for sure. So to wind up, I'm going to end with uh, Jesus Calling, Enjoying Peace in His Presence by Sarah Young. No matter what your circumstances may be, you can find joy in my presence. On some days, joy is generously strewn along your life path, glistening in the sunlight. 
On days like that, being content is simple as breathing the next breath or taking the next step. Other days are overcast and gloomy. You feel the strain of the journey, which seems endless. Dull gray rocks greet your gaze and cause your feet to ache, yet joy is still attainable. Search for it as for hidden treasure. Begin by remembering that I have created this day. It is not a chance occurrence. Recall that I am present with you, whether you sense my presence or not. Then start talking with me about whatever is on your mind. Rejoice in the fact that I understand you perfectly, and I know exactly what you are experiencing. As you continue communicating with me, your mood will gradually lighten. Awareness of my marvelous companionship can infuse joy into the grayest day. Thank you so much for being part of the Sue Freeze Show. And I look forward to you connecting with me by going to Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. God bless you. Be a blessing. Bye-bye. Ah, it's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli termite and pest control services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. E. coli has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. E. coli keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call E. coli today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS.